One, two, three. Now, hopefully, some of you are thinking, who is he? Somebody said, 10 past 12, we finish at quarter past 12. We like preaching from the Word of God in Oasis Church. That's five minutes to do a preach. When I stood up last time to do a preach, I thought I had about 20 minutes. Apparently, I went on for ages. So, uh, so what we're going to do this morning is uh, I will try my best, first and foremost, not to talk really, really quickly. Because what I do when I've got some material to get through is I talk really, 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 really fast and just think that's the way of getting through it quickly. I'm not going to do that. All I'm going to do is go through the headlines of the message and then you can decide whether you want to remember any of it or not at the end. So we are in a series in Oasis Church called I Am, and we've even missed off the little video because we haven't got time for that this morning. Uh, I Am, and these are the things that Jesus said about himself when he was here on planet Earth, uh, purporting to be God as he said them. I'm not going to give you the background to that. If you want to find out about that, go onto the web and listen to a couple of other talks that are on there in this series. So Jesus said things like this, I am the bread of life, meaning if you're hungry for something in life, Jesus gives you satisfaction. He said, uh, I am the door, meaning if you're feeling trapped or imprisoned by something in life, Jesus is the way out of whatever you're in. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life, meaning if you're feeling hopeless or despairing about something in life, Jesus gives you a whole new perspective on it, and so on and so forth. There's loads of other I am's as well. And today's I am is literally this one. It's very, very simple. Uh, He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So we are going to ask ourselves three questions in four minutes this morning. And the three questions are these. are: What does light do? How, does Jesus, how can Jesus be light? And what, if anything, does it mean for us? So what is it? How can Jesus be light? And what, if anything, does it mean for us? And this is where I may, I may be in danger of going quickly, but I think most of what I'm going to say you're going to agree with anyway, to be honest, in this first section. What does light do? There is a PowerPoint, so if you want to try and throw it up, great, but don't worry if you can't. What does light do? Point number one, light illuminates. It helps us to see. The lights are on are here in this room today, and therefore we can see each other. That's the first thing light does. It helps us to see, and it helps us, um, it helps us know that we're not scrabbling around in darkness, so it disarms darkness. Second thing light does is it changes the atmosphere. Then when the lights are on, there's a good mood generally. When the sun's shining, everybody's happy. So the sun and light changes the atmosphere. That's the second thing that light does. Third thing that light does for you scientists is that it travels. It travels from its source to wherever it lands. Light travels. The speed of light is phenomenal. It's about 186,000 miles per second, uh, 5.8 trillion Uh, miles in a light year, apparently. That's massive. That's the incredible speed of the travel of light. Light travels. You have to agree with that point. You know it's true. It's scientifically proven. Fourth point, light emits energy. We know that's true as well. Why do we have solar panels? Why does the government try and get us to buy them at knockdown prices so that we can make money? Because light emits energy. Sunlight falls on solar panel, energy is absorbed, and it's thrown off into something else. That's the fourth thing that light does. And then finally, light brings colour. Light brings colour. Light reflects off objects so that we can see what those objects are. 
And we may know that light itself uh, is called white light, and it has a, a various different spectrum of colors within it, and it's the light reflecting off the objects that brings the color that's out of the object. So light does five things. It brings light, i.e. enables us to see. It changes the atmosphere. It travels very, very fast. It emits energy, and it brings color. That's the first point. Now, how can Jesus, therefore, be light? When he said, I am the light of the world, did Jesus know all those things about light? I'd, I'd suggest to you that he did because he was God, so he knew what he was talking about. So he knew that in some uh, point in the future, when we unpacked light a little more, there were some obvious things about light and some scientific things about light, and he was going to be all of them. So Jesus said that he's the light of the world, meaning what? He enables us to see. He illuminates things. He brings things to life. We can see things in a completely different way through the way that Jesus enables us to see them. He changes the atmosphere. How does Jesus change the atmosphere? He brings joy. He brings hope. He brings uh, comfort when we're feeling downhearted. Jesus changes the atmosphere where we are. In our time of worship, Jesus changes the atmosphere. We start to believe that God does love us because we start realizing that we, we're singing truth when we're singing how he loves us so. Jesus changes the atmosphere. How does Jesus travel? Is he some kind of, you know, X-man, super fast, you know, thinking man who can go faster than anybody else and, and, and move faster than anybody else? Is that what Jesus does? Is he some kind of superhuman mutant from the X-men? No, he's not, just in case you were wondering. But the good news of Jesus, boy, that travels, and it travels very, very quickly. When Jesus' uh, uh, death and resurrection happened in, uh, in the, about 33 AD, uh, about 30 years later, there were an immense number of Christians in Rome. Did you know? A, a Roman historian called Tacitus wrote that down. An immense number of Christians in Rome. Why would there be an immense number of Christians in Rome just 30 years after the death and supposed resurrection of Jesus? Because being a Christian in Rome in that time meant one thing, and that was going to be thrown into the gladiator auditorium to be mashed to pieces. An immense number of Christians in Rome. Why? Because the good news of the resurrection of Jesus was going like wildfire across the world. And it's gone like wildfire across the world ever since. And Jesus still travels with us today because he said, Behold, I'll be with you to the very end of the age. And I'm conscious that I'm speeding up. So I just looked at the clock. So that's the traveling one. I'm going fast in travel. Does Jesus emit energy? Has he got some kind of ready black glow that goes around him so that when you touch him, you get electricity? Uh, I'd like to suggest that whilst he kind of probably hasn't physically, there is power in Jesus. Jesus has power. He has power to save people, to recognize that we need God, and he has power to heal people and to forgive people. That's what Jesus does. There's a story in the Bible immediately before the one when he says, I'm the light of the world, where a woman comes up to him who's been bleeding for many, many years, internally bleeding for many, many years, and she's thinking, all I need to do is touch the cloak of Jesus and I'll be healed. And what does Jesus say in that story? He says, who touched me? Power has gone out from me. Jesus has power because he's Jesus is the light. And finally, Jesus brings color. Boy, does Jesus bring color. One of the great things about being a Christian in a church family is you get different people from all different walks of life coming together with one common soul and purpose, which is to love God and to love people. We hang out with each other, whether you're from one spectrum of culture or another spectrum of culture, rich or poor, from one country or another country, Jesus brings color to everybody. And everywhere you go, you see bring Jesus' multicolored tapestry of life that he brings. So when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, he knows what he's talking about. Because he knows what light is, he invented light. He helps us to see, he brings atmosphere change, the gospel of the good news of Jesus travels like wildfire, there's some energy and power that Jesus has, and he brings colour and colour and life to the full. 
That's quite exciting, even in six or seven minutes, because I have run over, didn't quite manage my five-minute goal. What does it mean, if anything, to us today? Three things. Number one, and the context of Jesus saying this is something I didn't have time to share. I'll share it quickly now. When Jesus shared that I'm the light of the world, he was doing it on the back of a Jewish festival called the Feast of the Tabernacles. And the Feast of the Tabernacles was a festival known for when everybody in Jerusalem used to light a candle and stick it in their window. The whole city lit up at that time when Jesus made that announcement. And so for us today, there's a beacon of light that Jesus wants to remind us about, which is himself. And as we're sending Pete and Cheryl to Brazil... Why don't we think, every time we think Brazil, every time we think Pete and Cheryl, every time we think about what an amazing story God's got of them, also think Jesus is light. And you've got that big, massive statue of Jesus in Rio that overlooks the whole city. When we think of Pete and Cheryl, when we think of Brazil, let's just remember the message that came with it on that day, even though it was only five minutes, which is Jesus is light. That's the first thing. I just want you to try and remember that. The second thing is, if you're someone who doesn't, who doesn't particularly believe that Jesus is like you're on a journey to perhaps thinking it might be true, or you've been compelled to think, man, Gus is talking real sense this morning. I've never even heard of that before. I'd encourage you to look further, to, to delve deeper, to explore it a little more. I've given you a broad brush in a few seconds that Jesus is totally out there that you might never even thought of before. I'd encourage you to look further and to delve deeper into finding out about Jesus. And for those of us that are followers of Jesus that would say that we know that Jesus is light already, here's the big, here's the big news for us. We need to be like Pete and Cheryl and the family. Well, we want to be like them anyway because they're great guys. But what does it mean? We're light bearers wherever we are. We bring the light of Jesus. We help people to see. We change the atmosphere. We can travel with the good news of the gospel of Jesus. We have power in us through the Holy Spirit to heal and to encourage people and support people. And we can bring life and colour to whatever environment we are in as well. So all that in, okay, it was eight minutes, but I think it's worth hearing this morning. And uh, why don't we stand and I'll pray and then we can go and do bring and share. <laughs> You should preach like that more often, Gus, is what you're thinking. <laughs> Come on, let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you that you are the light of the world. I want to thank you that you're the light of the world. I thank you that when you said it, it was true. I want to thank you that it's been true across the ages. It's true today, Lord God. And you bring a whole different perspective on life, the world, and the universe because you know what you're doing and you're in control. So we just want to say, be glorified this morning. We lift up your name and recognize you as the one who is the light. I also want to pray, Father, for us who are light bearers, that we would be people that get out there amongst our communities, whether it's Brazil or whether it's Birmingham, Lord God, wherever it is, there will be people waving the light that you have put in us to other people so that they can see you, know you, and then know what it is to have security of your love in you, Lord God. So just pray that in Jesus' name. Bless the rest of our time together, Lord. Bless Pete and Cheryl. We want to have a great time celebrating with them at the Bring and Share. So uh, thank you and amen. Amen. Amen.